Next on BYU Sports Nation, graduation Friday in Provo, Utah. Which BYU football player will graduate to the 2017 NFL Draft and have the most productive pro career? David Nixon tells us what this week is like as a player, plus which free agent will stick in the NFL. And head coach Sean Olmstead of BYU Men's Volleyball, why the Cougars can make a national championship run again. Oh yeah, graduation parking stinks. Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation. Brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation is live. Your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B on a Friday, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere, April 28th. Wherever and however you're dialed in, great to have you with us. I'm Spencer Linton. Yes, this is my life preserver alongside Jerem Jordan, your next New York City travel guide. I, I love New York City. New York City? It's like my favorite city to go to. It's fantastic. How many times have you been there? I've only been one time. Three or four times. Yeah. And I loved it. It's so fun. I love it. I need you to help me out with this. Yeah. You know who could help you out is BYU football. They are there now. BYU football, Kalani Sitake, Ty Detmer, about, 20 play- about 30 in all are there. They're doing uh, service projects for uh, More to Life, which is in memory of Coach Lavelle Edwards. Remember, Lavelle Edwards served an LDS mission in New York City. So the team has been doing service last night. This morning, they talked to a middle school. They went to Aladdin on Broadway last night. Apparently, they couldn't get into Hamilton. Who can get into Hamilton? Uh, They're doing a service project tomorrow. So very cool. This is awesome. So school's out. A little more uh, ability to take these guys out on the road. So Jack DeMooney has tweeted out a, a couple of pictures, which is very cool. So BYU, Fan Fest in Vegas, the football teams in New York doing some things. Obviously, more Fan Fest coming up uh, throughout the country, which is super cool. I know it's not Rome, but New York City is pretty cool, too. Honestly, would you rather <laughs> go to New York City or to Rome, Rome. as a football player? Oh, uh, well, I'm not a football player. Look at me. Yes, I know that, but you need to put yourself in their shoes because that's what we're talking need about. I don't really. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Ah, yes, Mr. Technicality strikes again. I'm not a football player, well, so I can't get in that mindset. I just don't feel like it. <laughs> oh, oh, my goodness. Hey, shout out to the uh, big truck in the parking lot outside of BYU Broadcasting that took up two spots. That was really cool. What in the world happens on graduation day? Why? Why, why, why? Congratulations to all the graduates. No, it's a great day. It's just one day of bad parking? Yeah. yeah. And, and women's conference? <laughs> so that's the whole week. <laughs> Listen, it's a, if this is like the most stressful thing that's going on, who cares? You bring, right? up, you bring up a good point. It's going to be okay. You, you, bring up, you're, you're, you have the wide-angle lens on. First world problems. Oh, my parking spot! You have the wide-angle yeah. lens on. Not hunger or clothing. We've been sheltered, fed by thy good care. You know what I'm saying? Yes, yes. Forgive me for my moment of weakness. <laughs> no, you can, you can complain. It's cool. <laughs> Meanwhile, BYU right. football doing service projects in New York City. Yeah. <laughs> Puts things in perspective, speaking doesn't of, it? Speaking of tough parking. Yeah. Bring on the headlines. It's your BYU Sports Nation headlines. NFL draft rounds two and three tonight at 7 Eastern. Sports Illustrated's latest mock draft has Jay Swag Daddy Jamal Williams going to the Minnesota Vikings. Do they need a running back after Adrian Peterson left? Yeah. In the third round. Mm. Good luck to Williams and the other BYU players hoping to hear their names called or signed 
this weekend. On Monday, that was a discussion that the Vikings would be a good fit, right? Mitch Matthews is there. Jamal Williams in the snow at Chicago at Green Bay in November, December, January would be Awesome. I think that'd be a great situation. He's a one-cut power back, which fits a team like the Minnesota Vikings or the New England Patriots. Look at those types of teams. Yes, he fits the mold, right? He's, yeah, he, he's, he's the Chris Berman running back. He's t- he's, and you're in good hands with Mike Allstott, absolutely. UMass announced they will join BYU men's basketball and Alabama in the Barclays Center Classic held over Thanksgiving weekend in Brooklyn, New York this season. So we don't know the non-conference and conference schedule yet. We will, you know, later in the summer uh, for BYU Hoops. But uh, a a little peek into that schedule, BYU playing in the Barclays Center. Remember in 2012, the Cougars played uh, in the home of the Brooklyn Nets in a tournament. They didn't win any games, so it's time to change that around. Yeah. BYU baseball pounded San Francisco. I mean, we're talking about legal aluminum abuse. 19 (laughs) to 6 last night, which brings us to our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. BYU baseball put up a season high 19 runs on 19 hits. 19? 19. Unbelievable effort. Almost four hours of baseball. But BYU gets another West Coast Conference win. They're 12-4 and in WCC play. They've won 13 of 16. Pretty good. Rolling. BYU baseball is killing it. This just out from BYU Basketball. We're throwing a curveball here in the headlines. We'll get to uh, softball in just a moment, but BYU Basketball has officially announced some roster changes. Well, this was this came out earlier this week. Oh, gotcha. You're well, on vacation. Why is it being announced today? Again at 10.04. Yeah, just formally, I guess. Ah, I yes. Yeah. Okay. Formally. So we knew this was yeah. going to happen. So, so to make sure, you're clear. So Jamal Ait, Stephen Bayo, Davin Gwynn will not return to the program. It has now been formally announced by BYU Basketball. Via Kyle Chilton, the sports information director for the Cougar Hoopsters. Dude, you were on vacay, which is good. No, I knew that it was happening. Great. I'm glad that you didn't know for sure. I just wasn't sure. That means you were enjoying vacation. Yes. One, I was enjoying a vacation. In your vest. Also, we we have to make it official because we are employees of Brigham, right? Well, we did because Dave told us. I made it official. Yeah, yeah. Okay. That was on what, Tuesday? So we announced it Wednesday. Yeah. Hey, all good, man. You know what was good as well? Kyle Dean in the baseball game. Holy cow. He was awesome. Four for five, triple. I mean, he he was so good. In fact, it was so good. Why don't we listen to how that sounded when Kyle Dean started to go off last night? Hale on third base, Larson on first. BYU already leading 3-1 to one in the bottom of the first, and Dean goes to right field. That ball is tailing toward the line, and it hits off the wall and bounces past Bate. Here comes Bronson Larson along with Hale, a two-out, two-run RBI triple for Kyle Dean. Pretty hey, good. Pretty he good could stuff. have had a stand-up triple. He he slid on this. Listen, he's coming on. He is a guy that has battled through injuries with yes. his back and yes. with his hand, and it has been a grind for him, a guy that came with out-of-this-world expectations but hasn't really been healthy until now. And he's not even quite 100% yet, but he's getting there. And you are seeing what Kyle Dean is capable of doing. And it's exciting for BYU baseball. He's sporting extremely hard. Yes, he is. 21st-ranked softball host San Diego in a doubleheader tonight, starting at 7 Eastern. The Cougars have won 12 games in a row. This is a matchup of the top two teams in the league. Cougars have 14 homers in their last five games, by the way. BYU and San Diego live on BYU TV tomorrow afternoon uh, on the telly. Ah, the telly, yes. 
Rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. Trending brought to you by Ahern Rentals. Your next job is our priority. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. Pro production planning. Tonight, day two of the NFL draft. And as we just told you, Sports Illustrated has Jamal Williams projected to go today in the third round. Today! To the Minnesota Vikings. Other publications have Jamal Williams going in the fourth, maybe fifth round, including Eric Galco, our NFL draft expert and analyst from the Sporting News and director of scouting at Optimum Scouting. He feels like both Harvey Longy and Jamal Williams will go on day three. Williams early on day three, Longy to be determined. But wouldn't that be something if BYU had a running back, double minority, African-American, non-LDS running back at BYU that went through the gauntlet, has repped the Y with class, and has done a great job, be drafted in the first three rounds. That'd be amazing. In fact, BYU's only had one running back ever drafted in the first three rounds. Pete Van Valkenburg, 1973. Lavelle Edwards' first year, Pete led the country in rushing. Gary Scheide was being recruited. Your baseball and softball yes. cohort. Yeah, he's the guy. He was drafted and he said, in the NFL, yeah, by the way. Yeah, you're going to throw the ball. Sure you are. You just had a running back lead the country in rushing. So he said, I didn't believe Lavelle Edwards. But that's the only guy who's been drafted in the first four rounds ever as a running back from BYU. I think Jamal, if he doesn't go tonight, I think he goes early Saturday. The fourth like, round. Like fourth round no later than the fifth, in my opinion. It's this a, is an exciting time. Absolutely. This is a thrilling time for Jamal Williams and for Harvey Long. And he and graduates th- this weekend, too. Like, yesterday and today, everything. The, Nicole Williams told us that's priority number one this week. Graduate. Graduate. Which then is get awesome. a job. Which is awesome. And then, yeah, then get a job. That's right. <laughs> How about that? Jamal Williams is taking that seriously. He's going to do, do both of those in the same week. Fantastic stuff. Now, I know we've talked a ton about Jamal, and rightfully so. He earns it. He has earned it and will continue to earn it. But there are a number of BYU players with NFL aspirations. Guys like Kainakua and Andrew Eide and Taysom Hill and Harvey Longy, of course, who is projected to get drafted as well. A lot of these guys won't have their names called in the seven rounds, but should get a shot with an undrafted free agent contract. And BYU, as we chronicled yesterday, Nine of the 13 players currently being paid by the NFL in some fashion on a roster went undrafted. So that takes us to today's Twitter question. Even if you don't have your name called, answer this. Of this year's group of BYU draft eligible players, which will have the most productive NFL career? Use hashtag BYUSN at Twiggy or Stone. Nakua. NFL chews up and spits out running backs and linebackers. Such physical positions with lots of composi- uh, competition. Nakua could follow Sorensen's path. I would argue that uh, safety is a pretty physical position as well in the NFL. Maybe not as much as the one you listed. But Nakua is a good pick. I'm going off the board a little bit. Okay. I'm going to Andrew Heidi. Wow. I look at guys like Dallas Reynolds and DeAndre Wesley. Guys that are... Uh, Reynolds isn't in the league anymore, but he was for several years. I believe he had a five- to eight-year career. If you had told me that he would have had a longer career than Austin Colley in the NFL, I would have said you're nuts. Um, but unfortunately, injuries and head injuries occurred there. It, yeah, Cody Hoffman didn't land in the league. You know what I mean? So it's obviously you think Jamal Williams. And I think Jamal will have a productive career. Don't get me wrong. Well, how do you define production, too? Is it you yeah. make the most money, you last the longest, you have the best stats? Like, a lot goes into this, which is why we opened yeah, it up yeah. to you. I think Andrade is a guy who's versatile. He can play tackle uh, at BYU. played guard at Southern Utah, and he's trying to play center now as well. So he could play multiple positions. 
uh, TBD on the center part, but uh, he's in great shape now, versatile, great experience, mature, physically ready to rock. I think he is a kind of an off-the-board candidate. Andrew Idy could stick and link a la DeAndre Wesley, undrafted, with the Ravens on the 53. Dallas Reynolds with the Giants for several years. That kind of guy. I want to say Jamal Williams. I really do. But running backs get absolutely hammered in the NFL. It is the most physical position They're pickup trucks. Like, there's so many miles you can go on that. Like, at some point, the, it just... It is so done. tough to last longer than, like, four or five years in the NFL. If you're the main dude. As a running back, if you are the main guy, yes. And, and now, now you're not, like, a 20, like, 20 carries a game for a guy. It's not common. I'm not saying Jamal Williams can't do it or won't do it, because I guarantee you, in his mind, he has the will to be a guy that lasts in the NFL. And he's a little younger. That's to his benefit. But I think that the guy that will have the most productive NFL career of this year's draft-eligible players that used to rep the Y is Harvey Longy. Because of his versatility, he's going to be drafted, so a team is going to pay to have him for sure on their roster. And he is a guy that could play on special teams, that can move around the linebacker core, that has been around, has good speed, is a good tackler, is a little bit crazy, and will fit into a that. number of teams. So I feel like because he can be moved around, Harvey Longy's the guy that will be in the league for 8 to 10 years. I feel like he will have a productive career. No, the stats aren't going to be like mind-blowing because of his position or, or Zig- as noticeable. Or Ziggy is going into the NFL? No. Exactly. Yeah. And another thing about O-linemen, by the way, that position, you have the most O-linemen on your roster. Because you have five, you have five backups in addition, so the chance of being in alignment and kind of sticking is bigger too. Yes, statistically. Andrade just needs to make that roster or that practice squad and get going. Right? Yeah, that's the and big it can, challenge. It can take time. DeAndre Wesley did not make the fifty-three initially. Now he's like a mainstay. Made with the, the practice squad and worked his way up, just like Daniel. Daniel Sorensen was off and on. His same year, right? thing. Okay, yeah. so Jaron goes with Andrew Idy for the most productive of the BYU draft-eligible players. I think it's going to be Harvey Long. And you tell us what you think using the hashtag BYUSN. Coming up, former NFL player David Nixon, a guy who knows a thing or 25 he about played in the NFL? making it as an undrafted free agent. Are you serious? He's going to tell us what these days are like and who is his most productive player. What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation is brought to you by Ahern Rental. Your next job is our priority. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Welcome back. This is BYU Sports Nation simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Conversation happening right now on Twitter. Follow at BYU Sports Nation. Use the hashtag... Is it Busen? Busen. Oh, BYUSN. My bad. Busen, I believe. The pronunciation. Like yogging, soft J. Baseball takes on San Francisco tonight. The Fighting Rice Aronians defining former Rex Walters. 8 Eastern time on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Game 2 for the Cougars. Will they score 20 runs tonight after scoring 19 last night? Our Twitter question today of this year's group (laughs) of BYU draft eligible players. I'm not even going there. Four, (laughs) Four hours of baseball. Yeah. I love I love it. I love me some Batcats, but four hours is a long time to broadcast. Now, what's baseball. the difference between thirteen and nineteen runs? There's not a lot. <laughs> Unless you're the Rockies and the Nationals the other night at Coors Field. It was nineteen to three going into the top of the ninth inning, and BYU had two pitching changes in the top of the ninth. And you're like, Come on, man. It's a freckle past air. Let's go. Oh it's okay. 
Love the Batcats. They are rolling right now. Okay, back at the Twitter question. A little less Batcats. Which of the BYU draft eligible players will have the most productive NFL career? At Milton underscore Rat says J Swag Daddy. Jamal Williams. All a team has to do is give the ball to Jamal. The Jamal fence. Jamal, Jamal, y'all. Give the ball to Jamal. A lot of people are like Nakua, too. Wow. How hard was it to be the OC with Jamal Williams? You know what I mean? I don't want to question Ty Demmer, but just hand the ball to Jamal, man. Come on. <laughs> how hard was that? How hard was it to be the running backs coach? Uh, yeah, read Jamal it. Read my easiest job on campus? Question mark? <laughs> We're going to give you well, the greatest running back in the history of BYU. Do you well, think you can handle it? Hold on. That was Luke Staley. Okay. The all-time leading rusher. Number-wise. Okay. Numbers the all-time leading rusher. Yes. Career numbers-wise. Luke Staley won the doke. Luke Staley won the doke. Yes, dunk. he won the doke. The doak. Unfortunately for Luke, he got injured and was not drafted highly like he should have been, like we hoped he would be, had he been healthy, like Jamal Williams is right now. So, yeah, what ifs? Oh, what ifs? Joining us now on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline is David Nixon. Played in the NFL. Did you know that, Jerem? You told me that. That's pretty cool. Yeah, pretty cool. Undrafted free agent that took the hard route and made it with a few teams. David, welcome to the show, man. What in the world up, David? is draft weekend like for guys like Kainakua and Taysom Hill and Andrew Idy who are projected late round or undrafted free agent contract guys? Yeah, what's going on, guys? I, uh, you know, it's it's a nerve-wracking time, although for, for me and, and for some of these guys, you know, these first few days, you're just kind of like everybody else. You're just watching, seeing where maybe some of the guys you worked out with that you're, uh, you know, where you worked out of state with um, are, are landing and uh, you kind of just relax. But Saturday is the day that it starts to ratchet up a little bit. And, uh, you know, I remember for me about the fourth round is when I started having teams call and saying, Hey, we're taking our next pick next round. We got you. You're our guy. Um, get ready. You know, this is starting the fourth round. The Rams started doing it. The Texans started doing it. And then all of a sudden the pick comes up and they take a DB from some other school. And then they call back, Hey, sorry, we had to take him. He's on the board. You're still our guy. Next round. And so this literally went on for like three or four rounds. And um, ultimately, uh, come to find out, a lot of teams do that to priority-type free agents because their hope is that, uh, you know, the second that draft ends, the ball now goes into the court of the player because he gets to pick where he wants to go. He's, he's a true free agent. And so now what happens are, are those teams that were calling in the fourth, fifth, sixth round are trying to tell you, trying to convince you they really want you. And, and now it's your option to pick – which team you want to go play for. And so they're trying to court you those last few rounds. I think there's probably some truth to it. I think they're probably worth trying to nab you there in the late rounds. But uh, ultimately, um, right when that draft ends, it is a crazy chaotic moment because you have to pick a team. Teams start filling up those rosters. And so it's not something you can say, hey, let me sleep on it. Let me get back to you tomorrow. You can't because they'll literally take your spot and fill it with some other guy uh, that, that they need. And so it's a crazy moment. You literally have to t- pick your team within like, the next hour. Uh, and let your agent know, um, and, and of course let the teams know, and kind of go from there. So it's a crazy moment. But for those guys that are probably going to be drafted uh, in the later rounds today, yesterday, and today are just kind of a breeze. You're just sitting there watching the bystander and and hoping that hopefully tomorrow your name is called. So would you rather be drafted late sixth or seventh round, or be a free agent? Given the information you just told us, I think everybody you talk to, you'd rather be a free agent. I mean, it's nice to have some validity and and have people, you know, reach out and, and draft you. But your signing bonuses in a sixth and seventh round are 50, 50 grand, maybe 60 grand for a, a, a six-rounder and like 20, 30 grand for a seventh. I mean, that's not a lot of money considering if you can be a free agent and go find the right fit with 
you know, maybe some guys that are, are veterans that are getting older. Um, and you can find a team where you're a younger guy, you can come in and they might cut an older guy because you're cheaper. Then, I mean, that's worth a lot more than 50 grand. I mean, you're going to make 500 grand that season if you hit, hit the roster. So um, it, I think it makes much more sense to be able to find the right fit as a free agent rather than getting drafted because, you know, teams cut six and seven round draft picks all the time. It's not like you get drafted, you're, you're guaranteed a spot by any means. Of this year's group of BYU draft eligible players, which one will have the most productive NFL career? Man, it's a tough question because it goes back to what I just said. A lot of it comes down to that fit, right? I mean, Jamal could get drafted third round, fourth round, but if he goes to a team where he's going to be sitting behind an all-pro running back, he doesn't really get to showcase his talents. The next thing you know, you know, he gets washed out of the league. Then you got a guy like an undrafted free agent, like a, say a Harvey Longy, that goes and and he he's on the practice squad. He makes his way to the roster, but all of a sudden somebody gets hurt and he gets in and gets some playing time. He kills it. Uh, Kind of like an Austin Collie, right? I mean, it really depends on the team and the situation. And that's that's the NFL. It's all about catching that break. I mean, you look like a guy. You look at a guy like Austin Collie. There are injuries that happen. He's able to step in, and he he did what he's supposed to do, and and went out there and balled out. And and sure enough, he ended up having a nice career in the NFL. And so a lot of it, a lot of it is with situations. So it's hard for me to say. But if I had to pick somebody, I'd probably say Harvey Longy. And 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 the reason I go with him, I think he's a safe bet. Because we've shown, we've seen at BYU that they can move him around. I mean, a defense coordinator can put him at DN, rush in. They can move him back to linebacker. He can play in a three-four. He can play in a four-three. And so he has a lot more options than a guy like Jamal, who is strictly a running back. And we'll see what happens. Could Harvey Longy play on special career. teams? Could he play on special teams as well? Uh, Jamal or, or Harvey? Harvey Harvey Longy. Yeah. Oh yeah. For sure. For sure, he can play on special teams. Yeah. I mean, they, you you've got defensive ends running down on kickoffs all the time. Shoot, look at. Look at uh, uh, look at Diggy, what he did, what he was able to do, you know, and he didn't do that in the NFL, but in college he's running down on special teams, and in the NFL they've got defensive ends doing punt team and everything. So uh, if you're on the defense, you're playing special teams. Even if you're a starter, you're still second or third string in case when those special teams guys go down. I mean, it, unless you're a, you know, the absolute top, if you're a J.J. Watt, you're not. But anybody else, even the starters, the linebacker, you're still getting reps on special teams because – you only shoot five to six linebackers a game, and if one of those guys go down, you've got to have somebody to plug and play that you know that punt team or kickoff team. So you've got to be prepared. David, where do you think Jamal Williams could be headed, or where do you think is a good fit? What round? What do you think is going to shake out with Jamal? Man, I obviously the sooner the better, hopefully. But uh, here's something I saw the NFL draft. We saw it yesterday with Chicago uh, training up to get Trubisky. I mean, you just never know. I mean, there's teams pre-draft that show a ton of interest in you. And, and ultimately they stand out or vice versa. The teams kind of keep it quiet because they don't want word getting out that they're interested in you. Uh, and all of a sudden they jump up and nab you. And so I'm not sure where he lands, uh, you know, the round wise, uh, maybe later today. Uh, but I, I think probably most likely tomorrow. Um, but uh, ultimately, you know, you just hope he lands in a, in a great position because I think, I think he is one of those more underrated guys. And you, I've seen stuff on Twitter, a lot of national guys recognizing that and saying, Hey, this guy is the real deal, uh, you know, watch out for him. And, and I think it's true. I think the second he gets a chance in camp, uh, I think he'll be able to showcase his talents. I mean, the, the guy's a, a true hard worker, and we've seen that uh, through his whole time at BYU, the way he runs uh, with, with the violence that he runs with and, and kind of with the chip on his shoulder that he runs with. I mean, I think that type of attitude, you take that to the NFL level, and uh, you'll be pretty successful. 
David Nixon with us on BYU Sports Nation, former NFL linebacker, a guy who made it as an undrafted free agent. If you had to pinpoint a round for Jamal Williams and Harvey Longy, and I know that you just went through the crapshoot that it is really once you get to those later rounds. If you have to pinpoint a round for those guys, what do you think it's going to be? I'd, I'd say Jamal here in the fourth round. Um, and then I think Harvey could be, man, Harvey could be anywhere in there. I mean, I, I think, I think, I'd say probably both fourth round. I think maybe if anything, Harvey slips to the fifth um, just because he, he kind of traded spots and he started as running back, moves over to defensive end, uh, moves over to linebacker, back defensive end. I mean, he's kind of all over the board. So I, I would say uh, maybe Harvey a little later, but uh you know, I, who knows? That, that's the crazy thing is literally, who knows? I remember with the Raiders, we, uh, we, with my rookie year, they drafted a safety out of Ohio second round, and everybody was like, who is this guy? I mean, what, where did this guy come from? Was, was it on the board anywhere? Nobody had an idea about this guy. Anyways, name Mike Mitchell, uh, playing for the Raiders, now starts for the Steelers, and he's ended up being a great player. And so you got guys that GMs fall in love with, owners fall in love with, and they don't care what the professionals have said, what the uh, Adam Schefter's and Mike Mayock say. They just go ahead and draft them, and, and, and they trust their evaluations and go from there. What will it mean to have two draft picks for BYU for the first time since the 09 draft, which is actually the draft you were hoping to get in? Yeah, yeah. I, uh, you know, it's just big for BYU to continue to get guys in the league. And, and if you can get them drafted, all the better. I mean, that's, that's a pitch at BYU. You have to be able to get these young kids and, you come to BYU and, and you'll get a shot at the NFL. And um, I think, you know, BYU's done that, but getting drafted is even, even more important. So I, it's good for a program because you can tout that um, and you can kind of uh, showcase that. But, uh, you know, I'm, I'm confident. I'm confident those two guys will get drafted. The rounds, who knows? Um, but, shoot, I wouldn't, you know, I've got a little bias. I wouldn't be surprised if Taysom somehow slides up in there into a late-round pick. I mean, he's had, he's had a ton of interest. Uh, you know, obviously everyone knows he flew out to Green Bay. Uh, they love him a lot there. Uh, there's talks that they might take a quarterback here this second round. The Houston Texans, surprisingly, had come on uh, really, really strong as the last a few days, and uh, we saw what they did. They, t- they took a quarterback. Um, but, uh, you know, there's a lot of teams showing interest, and it'll be interesting to see, you know, which one decides to take a later-round pick on him or, or wait till free agency, and then he gets to pick where he wants to go. What does Taysom Hill expect out of the weekend? You know, I, I think he's anxious. I, I, obviously, he, uh, he he wants a shot, and I'm I'm 100 percent confident he'll get a shot. He'll be in a camp somewhere. Yeah, that's going to happen. Um, yeah, that, that that will happen. The question is where, and 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 does like I said, does somebody jump up and take him? I and, and let it be clear, let it let it be made know that everybody wants him as a quarterback. I know there's a lot of people out there thinking, okay, maybe running back or maybe linebacker. All the teams that have showed interest all consider him a true quarterback. In fact, there's never been talk at least what he's told me of any teams even mentioning running back with him. People worked him out as running back on pro day. I think a lot of that was just to test his character and see if he'd be willing to change positions, which he is. Um, But everybody wants him as a quarterback. And, um, you know, I'm just as interested as anybody as as well as he is to see, to see what happens. And that's what's so fun about the draft is not only the players and the people, but families. And then of course, friends and, and fans, it's fun to see your guys, uh, you know, where they go and where they land. And instantly you become a fan of that team. I mean, you got tons of people here in Utah that are fans of, of the Baltimore Ravens solely because of Dennis Pitt is out there. And it's, it's fun to follow these guys and, and, and track them. And, you know, like I said, hopefully all land in good spots and, and, and get a shot and get an opportunity. When I look at Taysom Hill and the NFL draft, he is only 
Only just slightly less intriguing to me in terms of storylines of the NFL draft. It's Jamal Williams and where he goes. And then I'm thinking, okay, Taysom Hill's the next big story for this. So um, will you be? So you won't be shocked if he's drafted? Because I, I would be, given the age and the uh, injuries in the past, yet his numbers at Pro Day were too good Crazy. to be overlooked. Yeah, and I and he, yeah, of course he's got some negatives with his injuries and in, in, in age, but you got to remember he's a quarterback, and there's a premium on quarterbacks, and that's why I wouldn't be surprised if a team took him in the later rounds. And once again, you're talking about a team that get forfeiting fifty grand to, to to try to bring in a guy that could potentially be a starter for you one day. Not saying that he will be, but could potentially, right? And so um, it's a it's a pretty minimal risk on on that side and that end for the for these teams. So. Yeah, I, I think it's a shot. I'm telling you, he's, he's had a lot of interest. I mean, after the pro day, the Jaguars stuck around for two hours and chatted with him just one-on-one. And so we were, there, there are a lot of teams showing interest. And, in, uh, you know, I think ultimately, hopefully, one of those step up to the plate and draft him. And I think, uh, you know, once again, all bias aside, I think they're getting a great value out of, out of, out of Taysom if they, if they nab him in one of those late rounds or as a free agent. I think, uh, I think he's one of those guys that can come in and, if anything, he can compete with the other quarterbacks that you have on your roster and make them better, um, and then hopefully, you know, from there, see see what happens. There's absolute bias, not only with family but with BYU. We all want him to do well for sure. You know what I mean? Hundred percent, hundred percent. I mean, yeah. you look at the kid, and he really did. He gave everything to BYU, uh, including almost every part of his body. And uh, and so, yeah, you can, of course you can't do anything but, but hope the best for him and, and hope he gets a shot. Um, and then, you know, as a quarterback, I mean, when that with John Beck is the last is the last I guess Max Hall, but uh, Max Hall, John Beck are kind of the last quarterbacks that have, have really gotten a look from from BYU. Am I, am I missing somebody? I think no, you're right. That's right. Hall was yeah. undrafted. Beck the last uh, drafted quarterback. Exactly. So it's been it's been a while, and it's, it's of course in, in, in the game of football, you know, quarterbacks are those you know high profile guys, and so um, it'll be fun to watch the journey of Taysom, and then of course watch the journey of all the other guys. Like you're rooting for each one of the guys to to find a spot and. Uh, it'll be fun Saturday come when the draft is over to see if there's guys that weren't drafted. It's that quick flurry of everybody. Hey, I sign here, I sign here, and it's fun to keep track of that and, and see where guys land. All right, David, the play clock is up. Fantastic stuff. Just want to ask one final question, and I only want one word. You don't need any explanation, just one word answer right here. True or false, there will be a third BYU player drafted. Wow. Whoa! Okay. All right. I love it. There's, love a, the there's optimism. that bias, baby. Love the optimism. Somebody will sneak in there. True. All right. At there we D go. underscore Nixon on Twitter. Thanks, David. Blue, blue goggles are in the uh, mail, baby. I like it. See you guys. See ya. <laughs> David Nixon on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, your values, your timeline, your financial future. I will be um, excited if three draft picks have from BYU. I will be shocked if that guy is Taysom Hill, just given the age and the injuries. We know he's so athletic. I, I think he's going to be a free agent. He'll be a free, at least. We at learned least. the Texans, the Jaguars, and the awesome. Packers are the most interested of the teams in Taysom Hill. That'd be great. Great stuff. Up next on BYU Sports Nation, more of your tweets on who you think will be the most productive player. BYU Sports Nation is brought to you in part by Tecano's Brazilian Grill. Escape the ordinary. Welcome back, sports friends. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan in Radio Vision live on BYU Radio, simulcast on BYU TV. We are on demand anytime, anywhere. We are moments away from talking to the bastion of fashion, Sean Olmstead, head coach wow. at BYU name? Volleyball. You like That's that? Pretty, that is pretty awesome. The bastion of fashion. Hey, if you missed uh, David Nixon, you, on demand, BYU TV, BYU Radio, 
their podcast as well. You can listen to that interview. He said he thinks there's going to be three draft picks from BYU. You asked him, true or false, three draft picks, and he said yes. He thinks Taysom Hill could be drafted late, and he said the Packers, Texans, and Jaguars have expressed the most interest in one 26-year-old Taysom Hill. The curious case yeah, the of curious Taysom case. Hill. Seriously, seriously, because he is so athletic. Obviously, we all know his abilities, right? But he's 26. He's had four season-ending injuries. Someone's going to take a chance on him. Just will they draft him or not? That's the question. What's crazy is his numbers side-by-side with Christian McCaffrey yeah. are better than Christian McCaffrey's. That's, that's crazy, right? His, his it's 40 times? Yeah, his non-football stats. Yeah. yeah. Yes. That's just sheer, sheer athleticism. Taysom Hill, is he's a curious case. Our NFL, or excuse me, our BYU Sports Nation headlines are let off by the NFL draft. Rounds 2 and 3 tonight, 7 Eastern. Sports Illustrated in their latest mock draft have Jamal Williams going to the Minnesota Vikings in the third round. Jamal Williams with his name called tonight? How about that? Sports Illustrated thinks so. Other BYU players like Harvey Longy hoping to hear their name called and obviously signed up this weekend. UMass announced they will join BYU men's basketball and Alabama in the Barclays Center Classic held over Thanksgiving weekend in Brooklyn, New York. So a little peek into the uh, future schedule for BYU this season in men's hoops. BYU baseball pounded San Francisco 19-6 to last night, led by Kyle Dean, who went 4-5 for with four runs batted in. Brendan Anderson's like, hey, I went 4-5 for and had three runs batted in too, man. Well, it wasn't four, so he didn't get mentioned. Okay. BYU hosts game two of the series tonight at 8 Eastern on BYU TV. The Cougars have won 13 of their last 16 games. That's pretty good, especially in baseball. 21st ranked softball hosts San Diego in a doubleheader tonight, starting at 7 Eastern. BYU's won 12 games in a row. Top two teams in the league facing off. Cougars have homered 14 times the last five games. Softball team in action tomorrow afternoon against San Diego on BYU TV. The verbal home run hitter, and as I mentioned, the bastion of fashion, Sean Olmstead, head coach of BYU Volleyball, kind enough to take some time out of his very busy schedule What's getting up, ready for the NCAA tournament. Gentlemen, I like the uh, nickname. You okay with that? I, I, hey, it fits me. Yes, fits me. <laughs> the bastion I don't know. Of fashion. I don't, my T-shirt, Jerem's, were uh, probably a mess up here. Uh, hey, I'm wearing a life right preserver, now. Sean. Hey. Yeah, and then you've got the light. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Draw a little preserver. tree, a little friend. You, know. you, get, you sound like you're battling a cold, buddy. You know, yeah, you need to yeah. get, come on. Just I know. all the change, you know, sunny, cold. It's been rough. It's, yeah. it's, it's been rough. Help me, Sean. I, yeah, I'm sorry. I wish I could. I he's wish a, I could. He's a doctor a, on the side, people. How'd you find a parking spot? That's a real question. Yeah, I literally, uh, people are probably quite uh, disappointed with me and, and what I did. Hopefully nobody <laughs> recognized me because I just went right over the curb and uh, over the grass, just cut in front of a car, had a little inch, and uh, literally uh, hopped the curb and pulled right in. So. I approve. <laughs> I approve. Didn't admit that. Like, uh, hopefully we're in the, the NCAA tournament next crew, week. The grounds crew that's gone through everything to get graduation ready for all these visitors, I apologize sincerely. No, your, ti- <laughs> your tires are environmental friendly. Yeah, I'm sure. Yes. Say <laughs> yes. it was tied, Emmer. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> He's got a pass on campus. Yeah. Sean Olmstead <laughs> with us. What are your emotions like right now uh, as you prepare for another run at the NCAA championship, this time in Ohio? Yeah. No, I think we're all in a pretty good place. You know, it's exciting. It's uh it's a credit to the guys. You know, that was a tough loss out there in uh, California in the, in the MPSF semifinals. But the body of work and what the, these guys have done all season, um, you know, they deserve to be playing. And uh, so there's excitement. There's, uh, 
you know, I think they're ready to, I, I'm, I'm certain they're ready to play. You know, we've had a whole week of training, so we've tried to be pretty smart about how we go uh, into this week because it's a little strange where, you know, it's a eight, nine days of no volleyball, you know, other than against your teammates. And so we've been uh, trying to take a smart approach to that this week and also to the schedule ahead, you know, which is playing on Tuesday, you know, travel, et cetera. How many NCAA tournaments did you play in as a player? Uh, or you were on the team? Two or three? Uh, three. 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 Yeah, we uh, won two one, national three, championships and, and uh, lost one. Yeah, so. so 2001, 2003, and 2004? Yeah, yep, yeah. Yep. We so, lost that one year. Yeah. So three as a player, obviously NCAA tournaments as the women's volleyball coach, including the national championship yeah. match, Final Four. And then last year, the national championship match. That's two years in a row. How comfortable are you in the NCAA tournament when the stakes are higher, and how do you help your team in that situation since you've been there so many times? Yeah, you know, no, I am. Uh, I'm comfortable there, you know, and uh, I don't say that arrogantly. Like, oh, this is home. Um, it's hard work to get there, and the guys know that, and I know that, and I recognize that. But uh, you know, being in that moment, it, it was. I was fortunate to be in a few as a player, you know, and then to be able to, uh, you know, lead and be a part of the women's run. Uh, there and, and then kind of the guys. So I, I've said to every team, you know, um, if you have questions on how to act or how to be or how to take in everything going on, you know, just kind of follow our lead. You know, we're uh, I've always said it, you know, there's there's things you can't uh, control once you get there. There's things you have to do that aren't the guys may not be used to certain media appointments here or there or an open open locker room or open ac- uh, access to practice. So just told them, hey, kind of follow our lead we'll we'll uh fulfill what we need to do but other than that we're going to try to keep it as normal as a as a road trip you know and these guys have done well they've done a great job again this year as they did last year on the road competing and so that's that's the approach we're going to take as well how much can you as a head coach enjoy a road trip like this because you probably have to force yourself to be like okay step back this is pretty cool soak it in but how much do you enjoy this yeah i don't um you know, I want I want the guys to enjoy because it is this, this type of experience for for an athlete, especially a men's volleyball player, where they're not going to go on to the NFL or maybe into the NBA. You know, this is kind of the biggest stage we have for our sport, and so I do want them to enjoy that and you know take a few selfies here and there, you know, with the band, you know, do those kind of things. But uh, I don't get too much into enjoying it. Um, nor does my staff, you know, our preparation is continual because we, our plan is to keep playing as long as we can throughout the week. You know, we hope, hopefully we're leaving Sunday and we're not coming home. And I told the guys that, you know, we're going to plan and pack for a week of travel. And, uh, you know, so apart from that on our end, we're continually preparing, you know, and doing those things. And so there's a few moments, some banquets here and there that we'll enjoy and, you know, let loose a little uh, under BYU standards, you know, and, uh, <laughs> and so, you know, um, but yeah, I, I don't, I don't know. I, I don't know if I've even done a great job at sitting back and going, wow, this is great. Maybe I should do that more because, you know, you're just constantly trying to win a volleyball match and you're constantly trying to get your guys in the right mindset to win it. So I, I don't know how many times I know after, you know, especially the run with the girls and this and that, where you're like, well, that's pretty remarkable, you know, and uh, so y- you do that, but it's usually going to probably be sometime after, you know, it's definitely on my part, 
not going to be there, you know, surrounded, you know, by everything going on. Sure. The crazy it's it's going to get in Ohio is the double clipboard, right, from Luca. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, intense. We're, we're not going to get any crazier than that, that's for sure. <laughs> so, but uh, that that will be there, and hopefully it all stays in one piece because that means we're you know we're doing good things You're in place. Yeah, we're not, we're not smacking the thing on the ground. No, he he's. Has it been broken before? No, no. That's why I'm saying. Oh, okay. I don't think it's been <laughs> like, broken. What? I'm, I'm just saying that it's never been broken. So let's keep it in one yeah. piece. You know. Is the tourney stash dead, or is that a thing that's going to come back at some point? No, I mean, yeah. That was such. That was so weird how it all happened. You know, and it really. Was. <laughs> I agree with it you. Was, you know, just the. the I told. I've, I've shared it already, but the timeline for the end of our season with the girls, and then to selection shows, kind of like I. You know, I went a little beyond what I should do under the, the BYU honor code, what a you know, sinner. and then Sunday I realized I woke up and I'm like, Oh, we've got this. We were doing it here actually. And, uh, in our building, I knew Tom was going to be there and probably vice president. I was like, oh, I got to shave. And I was kind of just literally looking at myself in the mirror. I was like, you know, that's a handsome man, but you know, <laughs> and, uh, you know, I just started shaving and had the mustache and, and went there and literally, took a few pictures with the girls and all of a sudden someone said something like oh we like the stash didn't mean anything i didn't and i kept it and f- by the next week it was a lot uh f- more filled in if yeah, that's yeah it was healthy you know? and then people were saying things and all of a sudden we won on like saturday sunday i'm in sunday i'm in church we were back we we were going to the sweet 16 i'm in church on sunday and i literally get a message from my sister, and she's like, your mustache has a name on Facebook. And I was like, wow, well, now, now we got to keep going with it. So, a legend is born. Yeah. So it was pretty, what, organic, I guess you could call it. You know, just kind of came from nowhere, not intentional, so thus I don't have it now, you know. I kind of miss and it. And I don't know if I have time, you know. True. I'll look. Uh, a manicure something that's that healthy. Yeah, exactly, Woo! you know. so That's a beast on the upper lip for <laughs> sure. Uh, before you go, what do you know about your first-round opponent, Barton? Yeah, you know, they're playing and they're playing in a conference that's uh, doing great things for the sport. I truly believe that, you know, doing all they can to grow the sport. And, uh, you know, I was talking with our staff. They've got guys. That, I mean, they're going to be confident. They've won a lot of matches. It, it doesn't matter who they've played against, you know, because people are going to say who they've You know, there's confidence as an athlete that, hey, we've won most of the games, if not all the games we've been in this year, guys. Come on. You know, we can we can play. And so they've got guys that are I'm, certainly they're going to go back. They're going to serve tough. And, uh, you know, they're going to feel just as welcome to that party as we are. And so, uh no, you can't go into any. You can't take any approach other than this is this is uh, this is the only match we have right now, guys. Because you lose, you're done. There is no more auto bid or at large bids. There's no more second chances. And so we're going to go in that, and they're going to have. They've got guys that uh, can cause us problems if we let them go. And so our preparation is uh, 100% focused on them, and not anything beyond that at all. All right, Sean Olmstead with us in Studio B. Uh, good luck with the parking situation out there. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, now I need to get out of here. So. Yeah, no, you got to run back to your car. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's going to sprint back to his car. Uh, you know, I know you say that you. It's hard for you to enjoy these moments. We'll do that for you. We yeah. uh, we think the world of you and your team, and and can't wait to see what you do in Ohio. I love you guys. Fun. I always love coming on, and uh, means a lot. So thanks. You and got it. Tuesday, what six Eastern? I think. Yeah, six Columbus six on NCA.com. Yeah. and then if BYU wins, they play Long Beach State. Uh, we are giving you a double dose of the karma here today, and then Jerem Jordan going on the road. Jerem 
is going to be there. So I can't wait. Assuming a win Tuesday, I'm showing up Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> He's optimistic. You like that, right? I love it. I love it. I like I'll the chances. Him. We'll see him there. We'll like see him there. Absolutely. Thanks, Sean. Thank you, guys. Up next on BYU Sports Nation, more responses to our Twitter question on the air. It is NFL Draft Friday. We are asking you, which BYU player in this year's draft-eligible class do you think will have the most productive career in the National Football League, use the hashtag BYUSN. At Jake I think R. it's Kemp. at Melocopter, the one that not so Nope. At Jake oh. R. Kemp says Kai Nakua. We've seen a ton of Kai Nakua. People like Kai, man. He's ball hawk. And it's ah! because of what Daniel Sorensen's done with the Chiefs. That's safety True. position. True that. Go to my Seahawks, man. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Spencer Linton and Jaron Jordan live from the Studio Bizzle on a Friday. It's graduation day, graduation Friday in Provo, Utah. Congratulations to all those who have endured. They have survived and advanced in their college careers, including members of our fantastic BYU broadcasting crew. Also, yeah. if you're not new to the, if you're uh, new to the program, this is your day-to-day BYU sports play-by-play. Our daily rebroadcast airs weeknights on BYU TV at 6 p.m. Eastern. There are a lot of uh, seniors. You know, on our crew, so we uh, we applaud them for their uh, academic efforts in uh, graduating. That's pretty cool. Twenty first ranked softball plays San Diego, top two teams in the conference tomorrow, three Eastern time on BYU TV and BYU Radio. You can listen to a nauseous Spencer Linton coming up tomorrow. A noxious or a nauseous, yeah. both probably. How are you, how are you right? Feeling? I'm feeling okay. Yeah, I'm doing all right. Hang in there. Let's get you a nap this afternoon. Doing all right. You can call the baseball game. Bad cats promise not to score nineteen again. <laughs> Did we accidentally give the karma to Keaton Kringlin yesterday? So I, after, think, I think we did. After the I show, we, did, yeah. we, uh, we helped talk at the student-athlete banquet. Congratulations to those student-athletes who graduated. And uh, we may have given some karma on accident to the Batcats. Oh, on and, accident? And it, well, I mean, like, to a, the degree of... Like, can you save some runs for the Gonzaga series? The transitive properties of the karma are a mystery to all. Y- yes. Yeah, we don't... Like, yeah, it's this amoebic, <laughs> ethereal... <laughs> Substance of sorts. That, yes, listen. This is the BYU Men's Course, live from the Harris Fine Arts Center. Of karma flow over you. Our Twitter question today, of this year's group of BYU draft-eligible players, which will have the most productive NFL career? Which will take the BYU Sports Nation karma with him to the National Football League? At Kip Kint says, I want to say Jamal, but running backs average the shortest careers. That was what I was saying earlier on. That's kind of the consensus idea. Right? Yeah, my gut says an undrafted Nakua. There's always a place for a good ball hawk. Yeah, seriously. He's been the popular answer today. Like, Naku- yeah, Nakua Twitter, has won this. Nakua has won this on Twitter. Absolutely. At Weighted La La C says, I would have to say Harvey Longy. He's been the silent game changer and could have a decently long career. Yeah, I'm interested to see for each of these guys where they end up because fit is important. That's what David Nixon said. I want to see a good fit for Jamal Williams. At T, it's at Talmagolo 15, says it will be Jamal. He's going to run up and down all of the NFL defenses. That's the I, hope. Isn't it exciting that Jamal Williams is going to be drafted by somebody and all of a sudden we're going to have an investment in that team as, as BYU Sports Nation? I'm so excited for these guys. This is an exciting weekend for BYU football. At BYU for me, Taysom Hill will have the longest NFL career. Maybe not productive, hmm. but as a backup quarterback, he can last a long time in the league. You know who's not going to be starting quarterback for BYU? On yeah. August 26th? Yeah, yeah. Who is I it? I know that it's not Taysom Hill. Oh, yeah. 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 Did you think we were going to the countdown there? That's true. You did, huh? You thought we were going there. You thought we were going there. We, ha- we haven't not. gone there no? yet. We're not. Oh, yeah. Oh! Delay of game. Curveball strike! 
Now let yeah. game on you. Nailed it. Oh, they're going. Countdown to the Vikings. One on 20. Oh, nice. nice. Okay, I'm just looking at you. You know nice. when Kristen Wiig and someone else is on SNL and they're like singing a song and they're trying to read each other's lips or whatever? That was that situation. Yeah. Nice job. Yeah. Nice execution. High five for that. Yeah, nice job. High five for that. Air Coming up. Pick in my mind. The bull gets away <laughs> again. We will whip it. The bull gets away again? Yeah. Not sure what that means. I don't even know. Who wrote that? I don't know. What's going on? I have no idea. BYU Sports Nation is brought to you in part by DexterLaw.com for help when you need it most. Thanks to today's guests, David, don't call me Braved Nixon, and Sean Olmstead, the bastion of fashion. Coming up next week, BYU women's golf coach Kerry Roberts as they prepare for the Lubbock Regional and president coach Steve Cleveland on BYU Hoops. Hey, let's whoosh. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. Cougars in the draft. Sports Illustrated's latest mock draft has Jamal Williams going to the Minnesota Vikings with Fran Tarkenton in the third round. Good luck to Williams and the other BYU players hoping to hear their name called or signed this weekend. Men's basketball. UMass announced they will join BYU and Alabama in the Barclays Center Classic held over Thanksgiving weekend in Brooklyn, New York. Baseball. Batcats pounded San Francisco 19-6 last night, led by Kyle Dean, who went 4-5 with four RBIs. Brendan Anderson, 4-5 as well, with three RBIs. Cougars host Game 2 of the series tonight, 8 Eastern on BYU TV, BYU Radio, and the app. 21st-ranked BYU softball hosting San Diego in a doubleheader tonight starting at 7 Eastern. BYU's won 12 in a row. The Cougars and Toreros, top teams in the WCC. Catch the Cougs at 3 p.m. Eastern tomorrow, live on BYU TV, BYU Radio, and the apps. Cougars in the minors. Colton Mahoney pitched two and a third innings for the Charleston River Dogs yesterday in relief. He gave up two hits, a run, and two strikeouts, and a loss to the Delmarva Shorebirds. Track and field. BYU hosting the Robison Invitational today through Saturday. The meet, one of the last three to qualify for the NCAA preliminaries. Through three events of the men's decathlon, Kevin Nielsen leads the field with almost 4,000 points, along with a personal best in the 100 meters at 10.74. After day one of the women's heptathlon, Lindsay Yetter in second with almost 3,000 points. Tennis. Women's tennis pulled an upset over third-ranked, uh, third-seeded, excuse me, St. Mary's. Samantha Smith clinched the fourth match to give BYU the victory in the first round of the WCC tournament. BYU's playing in the semifinals against Gonzaga as we speak. Men's tennis lost in the quarterfinals of WCC play to Santa Clara 4-2. They finished the regular season with a record of 13-12. and Lacrosse. BYU versus Utah today, 6 Eastern in Boulder, Colorado. Rugby. Cougars play in the D1A semifinals at Life University in Marietta, Georgia tomorrow. Cougars in the PGA. Daniel Summerhead is tied 44 at 1 under. Zach Blair, he and Zach Blair tee off a little later today. Today's Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter Help. When you need the most, DexterLaw.com. Jerem? Kyle Dean, 4-5, triple, four RBIs. Awesome. Our elite tweet of the day, at Mr. Underscore Flintstone 94, thinks Nakua and Williams are going to have the most productive NFL careers out of this BYU draft class, saying that Williams will make an immediate impact and Nakua will have gradual success. The next time we talk to you, they will be on NFL teams. Yeah, baby! Shout out to Bill Rice for Jeremiah Spencer. Later! Later!